Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Wooden Island here, Tourist Central, as one might call it here in Hollywood land. Tourist Central. I suppose there are quite a few Tourist Centrals around around Hollywood. Hollyweird. I had an extraordinary. with Spencer McCall, director of the Institute, Bright Axiom, Esquire, uh, and a whole slew of other things. If you go to Vimeo, you type in Spencer McCall, M-C-C-A-L-L, type in Spencer McCall, and you will be astonished by the various short films that he's created so far and uh, I would definitely suggest to check out check out that stuff he's uh, got a very unique vision in the things that he creates awesomely awesomely surreal uh, severely unapologetic in its absurdity just just brilliant um, it cut off. You know, Anchor will record basically up to an hour, and then it will stop. And our interview actually lasted about, oh, maybe two and a half, three hours. So what you're hearing is just um, a portion of the entire interview. So, without further ado, Let's get to it, shall we? Oh, good, 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 good. There, and there are there are a couple, couple things. <laughs> so okay, so uh, okay, so you have a background in. First, let's go from the recent things, and I'd like to kind of go down the rabbit hole trail back to backwards, sure. The, where I first was inspired by you, uh, by your by your work. Um, so you just recently submitted. Uh, the 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 nine eleven Carol is yeah. that what it's called to Kapow and I thought it was brilliant how you because you showed a portrayal of what it could be you know with and it was great the voice acting the singing all of that and I, I was like holy cow this one episode could totally just be released as released as its own audiobook I mean this in its sense it, in itself it's it's so well put together the, okay so God there's so many questions that are connected with this first of all the screenplay. There are so many little layers and so many little things, especially those who have studied the kinds of things you know that are presented in the, 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 this uh, in this musical. All of the little tiny layers, all the little nods to all these little things that are just done in such a nonchalant thing that are just kind of sh- just just shuffled in there like a pickle into the sandwich, and you're just like, oh, that, wait, did I just hear that? And but you're already on to the next thing. Um, when did you start writing the screenplay? Great question. So, 
I, I think it actually started back in in uh, high school. So 9-11 happened when I was like about 16. Uh, yeah, 16. And I remember the following year, we all had to do a big assembly, like the remembering, you know, 9-11. And uh, just because we were like, you know, dipshit kids at that age, like we didn't understand the gravity of the situation. We were just kind of like, you know, fucking around. And we all had our own like little issues where, you know, I, I think like who's who's dating who and who likes who and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's just like 9-11 wasn't a thing that anybody was thinking about. Um, but we did realize like, oh, whoa, are we going to get like a holiday out of this? Is like this going to be like come Christmas? And uh, are we going to get the day off like going forward? If so, you know, cool. Right. What's, <laughs> but, what's the appropriate dress for such a thing? Yeah, How yeah, do we yeah. celebrate? You like know? what is the ritual and what is right. uh, what is the celebration of 9-11 that's going to happen in the future? And uh, that was that was I mean, we even discussed it back then. That was the idea. And then me and my friend Eric um, come, you know, 15 years later. Uh, and we're living in this world of like, you know, fake news and conspiracy theories everywhere. And I just started thinking about 9-11 as kind of um, the catalyst and the root of like where we're, I mean, obviously 9-11 re restructured like reality as we know it. Like mm -hmm. we're almost like in an alternate reality game right now. Oh yeah. Um, where like logic doesn't make any sense. Oh yeah. Let's look at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Get a chicken Caesar. Um, so I hope I'm not crunching too too much on salad. Maybe no, I should just get something soft. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that adds, adds to it. The, the the audio it's an audio escape. So so when we get here now in this last year, and people are talking about like uh, pedophile like pedophile sex rings under pizza parlors and just all the wacky QAnon and just, this is so wacky, where did this come from? And I think a lot of it came from like the 9-11 commission report. So anyway, I'm personally not a conspiracy theorist at all, but um, you know, a couple years ago, uh, right during the inauguration, my friend Aaron created this giant hoax just to show like the how unfeasible like truly some of these conspiracy theories actually are. Like if, okay, let's say that this really is real, like this really happened. Somebody is paying like protesters to come uh, and protest at the inauguration. How logistically would you pull that off? And so like Aaron started like figuring it out, figuring it mm. out. And uh, like, how would he do it if he were the billionaire who could afford such things? So exactly. So he sets up the website, and then he goes out to Craigslist all over the country, and um, and like Task Rabbits, and starts offering like a crazy amount of money and like a free flight to DC to like protest the inauguration. However, we're not sure if you're protesting the inauguration or protesting the protesters of the inauguration. I love it. And um, it just blew up as a news story, like Washington Post and stuff. And uh, Aaron contacts me because I have kind of a background in performance and was like, hey, do you want to go on like Tucker Carlson Fox News tonight? And uh, I saw that clip. Yeah. I saw that. That was great. And it's like, yep. And so it just went on and, you know, don't you don't break character. Um, but it was just to show the absurdity of that situation. And so after that, I got like a, a pilot episode that didn't go anywhere through... Um, through sort of like Vice and, and Pulse and stuff and, and that was awesome but at the time I think there was a little bit of like conspiracy fatigue or something but there was also like other shows going on the opposition and anyway um, but I got back into like just the absurdity and the silliness of conspiracies and, and started trying to figure out like the root of it and uh, came to the uh, to the conclusion or, or 
came back to the memory of like thinking about 9-11 as like a holiday and it's like well what's the uh, what's the other like biggest holidays so like Christmas okay so a Christmas carol so what if we took the Scrooge character and instead of just being like an asshole banker he's like an asshole conspiracy theorist like douche you know and um, he's visited by the spirits of 9-11 past present future to get him to stop being a uh, douche oh I love it uh, can I have the uh, eggs benedict please sure um, can I do a chicken Caesar salad? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Jeez, see, boy. No, I'm looking at those. Yeah, okay, no, that's... Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll have that. I'll have that. So then you start going, okay, well, this is great. So we're, this is interesting to hear the, 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 the series of events, how this led up. So you being a kid going, is this going to become a holiday now? That sort of marinated, sort of simmered in your brain. Bam, then it up comes, wait, you know, okay, what's, what would be a holiday that we could kind of blend with this thing? And, and then you think, oh, well, it's kind of like a Christmas carol. Yeah. And then you just start altering little bits here and there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then uh, for good measure, let's make it a musical. Uh, but... But at the end of the day, you say, you know, I'm making a 9-11 comedy musical. It's like, oh, God, does that mean, like, terrorists are going to be doing, like, chorus lines on the planes or something? Like, no, it's not that. That's not what it is. It's, it's more about, like, you know, anti-conspiracy theories and taking accountability a little bit and not compartmentalizing, like, your, your beliefs based on whatever is, like, convenient. Um, so, yeah, me and, and Eric and, and a couple other folks, we got to work and uh, started writing and had so much fun writing the first part that then I got my composer friend to like actually write the music and then I took singing lessons and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna sing. Wow. But then we had so much fun with that. We're like, well, okay. We live in a weird world right now where I don't, I don't know how to create one thing for one thing. Like, I think if you create one thing, you have to create that thing across like potentially platforms now. So we started writing it and it's like a 30 minute thing. So, okay, is that a one act play? Is that a, is that a, sitcom is that an animated series or is it ultimately the, the first act of like a feature film or is it a, a podcast or a radio play which mm. are kind of like mm. coming back right now which is kind of cool yeah but yeah. um so then we're like all right so i don't want <laughs> to it's not like spoilers it's not like you're gonna go watch it uh anyway but anyway so act one this like first 30 minute chunk was like nine a christmas carol and then just to keep some form of consistency, we're like, well, what other Dickens tales can we tell? Like, let's say this is a series, like 10 episodes. Let's go through like all of Dickens' oeuvre and adapt it for this like post-truth world we're living in. So at the end of act one, Hillary Clinton, who's the, um, the spirit of 9-11, uh, 9-11 present, uh, steals the time travel device, goes back in time, frames James Comey, and basically becomes president. And then we go into the satire of the worst fear that the right, ha or not necessarily the right, but I'd say the worst fear that would have happened uh, if Hillary Clinton had become president, where, you know, it would become this, like, feminist utopia, and men are just totally, like, and... And Donald Trump, uh, you know, does a press conference and, like, blows his head off, which thus leaves, like, Barron Trump, um, in an initial draft, uh, it leaves Barron Trump uh, an orphan who then has to go into, like, the work farm. So now we're in Oliver Twist. And he wow. gets out. He gets out. And the Artful Dodger and Fagin are now, like, Steve Bannon. And they teach him not how to pick a pocket, but how to catcall and how to, like, reclaim your, like, chauvinist masculinity. 
Um, anyway, do the, do all that, and then Act Three becomes a tale of two cities between like Benghazi and and Hillary's like DC, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like the lawyer who you know it's a far better thing I do now than I've ever done kind of thing. Uh, so anyway, that was it, and then we would have gone on to like Great Expectations and so on. But for now, we just did wow. the first thirty. Minutes. How cool is it that we were able to just expand it that far? We just have to. I mean, it like sometimes. I, I have nothing against uh, really spending years and years and years working on something, but there's there's moments in life where you get hit by something and it just writes itself, and yeah. in two days you do something better than you spent five years working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that inspiration strikes you and you're just going, okay, I'm letting it go where it kind of wants to go, right? Do you yep. feel that it's like, okay, you're in the pilot seat right now. Wherever yep. you're going, I'm, I'm just hanging out. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was the case uh, with, you know, the, the Fox News thing. It's like I learned that morning that in four hours I'm going to be on, like, national Fox News. And so it's like, don't overthink it, but, you know, go in with a couple bullets of, like, you know, well, all right, what's happening in the world right now? So Chelsea Manning's getting released from prison. You know, uh, Peyton Manning was in the news previously, so it's like let's combine those. And I don't know, just silly, silly stuff like that. But do you have improv training? Did you take improv classes? Yeah, and stuff? yeah, I did like in in uh, college and school, and then like by doing like um, sketch work with friends in college, uh, and then I did like some actual just like theater. But the theater that I did in college is really cool. It was um, this company called Atmos Theater. And so it's like, we do plays anywhere that isn't a theater. Um, so like, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream in an actual like forest. Awesome. And people have to walk through and kind of interact. And this was like before Sleep No More was around. Um, and I'm not, not saying any. What's, what, what's Sleep No More? What's that? Sleep No More is this really cool thing in New York where basically you check into a hotel called the Hotel McKittrick. And then there's a bar and like, it's kind of like a speakeasy and then these doors kind of open and you go in and it's this really creepy, beautifully built uh, space. Whoa. And in each of the rooms you walk through, you wear basically an eyes wide shut mask and you you um, wander through a retelling of Macbeth, but done in like a 1920s like psych ward kind of thing. Um, and you experience the play, you know, immersively. So it's not like so you're basically in the play, so to speak. You're, you you're, walk through. It's like you're a ghost. <laughs> uh, it's like you're a ghost observing a narrative that's wow. happening. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so did that have a, a big effect on you and being a part of that and going, whoa, look what's possible in terms of a theatrical experience? Definitely. And it will just the idea that there, for lack of a better word, there is no like. There is no us and them between audience and and yeah. uh, and performer and and just that blurring is like really great and then you can start living your life thinking oh well I bet like those people are in on this you know it's like why are they all why are those like three women all wearing like baseball jerseys it's yeah. like I don't know right um, right, yeah. right right you yeah. just ask questions oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely like when you're when you're the engineer of such hijinks then you you will forever have that lens to look at well the media at large uh, everything that's out there. And so once you ha- once you know what it's like to um, to to pull those strings, it's. Do you find that it's easier to start seeing that in other things? You're going. I know what they're a doing here. Ah, I know what they're doing there. I can see through that magic. Yeah, I don't even think you need to be like a content creator or whatever you want to say to do that. I think you just need to make a conscious decision to like look at anything and say, how can I use this in in a, a way that it wasn't intended. Mm-hmm. Um, so a salt shaker, you know. 
don't know, what is that? What, what else can I do with this thing? And, right. And just making a conscious decision to just sort of observe your surroundings. Uh, I have nothing against using cell phones or anything like that, but there's there's some weird inspiration you can see when when you're when you look up sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so which is interesting because um, okay, so talk about the immersive experience. So I saw a trailer about the Latitude Society. Mm-hmm. It's called Axiom. In Bright Axiom, yeah. Um, a situation like that. Which is, it seems like it's like a it's like a sleepaway camp for you know. I, I, it looks like maybe it was a week or over a weekend. I, I still got to see the movie because the trailer is so so phenomenal. Um, what? How do you do? What do you know about how that sprouted and came together, and how long that is? Yeah. So that was something that I did get to. Help. In fact, if you want to, I'll send you a link. We're looking for places to screen it right now, but um, uh, no pressure or anything. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so that was immediately after Shijun closed. Um, Jeff's next big project um, was the, the Latitude Society, mm-hmm. and so that one I was much more hands-on with helping to create. Um, you know, not the overall narrative or anything, but uh, at that point, because the institute had been like for like an indie doc, I guess you'd consider a successful. I'm like, I should just keep keep going with this and in a sense, like make a sequel um, sort of, but about this new project. And so the idea there was sort of like, what if Disneyland is underneath your city and only like 300 people know about it? Wow. Um, you know, and like literally underground. And so this giant automated house or sort of like, maybe not Disneyland, but like the Haunted Mansion ride mm. at Disneyland. Mm. You can get get off and interact with literally like the robots and animatronics and they can give you things and and stuff like that um that ended up becoming the latitude society was a fake secret society that ended up becoming like a real secret society in ways that like jeff had no fucking understanding of like what the hell was going on and and people started to take it like super duper personally and seriously and and like you never really had that people always kind of even though the the lines were kind of blurred about like how much is, of this is real by virtue of them uh, kind of designing it with like ver- verisimilitude, which is like the idea that you don't make up. Uh, it's sort of like what Marvel versus DC. Like you don't make up Gotham City or Metropolis. Like this is in New York City. Like this is your city. So Spider Man, he could fly by like Fifth Avenue anytime, and it gives you a little bit. Nothing against DC, but it gives you a little bit more of like a grounded reality where it's like, oh yeah, I remember hearing something about a girl that went missing in the Mm. 80s. I don't know if this is her. Is this her? Like, is this what this is about? Um, So to wrap two myths within the one, you know, to to have that little extra little Easter egg kind of just simmering along while this other, other thing is happening. There's still that remaining question mark that's in people's brains while they're in the middle of being immersed in this other stuff. Yeah, so well, everything's about, like, augmented reality now, augmenting reality, but, like, why don't you augment history, you know? Uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right now I work at uh, Niantic, like, the Pokemon Go company, but I work on a different game that's all about taking historical events and just sort of tweaking them a little bit. So, you know, uh, one example is, like, Alexander the Great. You know, we know that he went on these giant military campaigns around Asia was he doing that just to like further his empire or was there like a specific ulterior motive to that and then like building out that narrative which then potentially leads to his mysterious death which then has lasting events lasting consequences to events that are happening like right now 
Um, so yeah, it's like augmented history, I guess. And it's cool knowing where that sort of intended reality lies, the fringes of that, by, by sort of introducing those little things early on, those are recognizable to people, so as it unfolds later on, they're going, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And it really, it it, it holds a, a, a stronger meaning, I would think, throughout that time, because now they're going, wait, I remember seeing that thing. Uh-oh. You know, then they go back. There's always yep. that that reviewing or that reinvestigation of it. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, with the Latitude Society, what... It did a lot of that. I mean, it, it would talk about, like, you know, in 1945 when the United Nations was formed, like, this splinter faction came off, and you could think of that as, like, the Illuminati or the Masons or whatever, but it was this thing called the Clerisy. Anyway, with Jijun, it never became, like, a religion, even though it was a fake cult. It was never, like, actually a religion that gave you, like, a set of, like, tenets and rituals and practices to oh. a- adhere to, but with the latitude, it, like, did. And it started, like, freaking Jeff out a little bit. And then also a lot of the um, the participants, or I don't know what do you even call these people, like, the members of the society started trying to figure out ways to, like, kind of take it from, take his creation from him. And when that happened, oh. he shut it down. And it's kind of like the, uh, the emotional effect that that had on a lot of people would not be dissimilar from, like, uh, Catholicism exists. What if, like, one day every church on the planet just, like, shut its doors and, like, you can't get in here anymore? Like, the Vatican, every, you know, it's like, what does that do to somebody? So it leaves you with this, like, vacuum that mm. became very, like, very uh, toxic to everyone, and everybody was really, really hurt, and that's kind of what the, the film is about, is, like, you know, it makes you sort of question how many other religions that were created were potentially um, just immersive art projects <laughs> or something. When you, you know. do see that, you know, because your 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 intention was to create this sort of reality, this imagination uh, that everyone's just, you know, it's a lot easier. It's like, it's, it's interesting. I was at the uh, airport one time, and I saw this family walking along, and I saw the grandma marching along with with the little grand grandson. And I thought, okay, let's take away the grandson. Would she still be marching like that? It's like the little kid gave her permission Mm -hmm. to march along like that and to to go, whoop, okay, now I'm suspending disbelief here. I'm not supposed to act like a grandma anymore. Now I'm a kid. And so it sounds like something like this would give people permission to really dive deeply into their characters, which I could totally understand why then that they would dive so deep into the thing. And then they're each sort of creating their own meaning within this thing and in addition to the stories that they're creating with the other members of this thing yep. I'm sure well there was a there, there was a uh, there's a through line kind of with uh, not all but a lot of the people the members was realizing that um, in their past they had some kind of like falling out with uh, their religion or their community that they were in interesting and I think that's true with a lot of people You must be wondering, what the heck? You know, he he promised me that there was at least an hour of this phenomenal interview with Spencer McCall, and now all of a sudden, what the heck? What's this, what's this happening? Well, I'll tell you what, you're still going to get that interview. In fact, it's more than an hour. It's an hour and, and six minutes. You're going to get it spread out over the course of a bunch of podcasts. I mean, look at all the information, the overload that was in there. It wasn't your mind. Is your mind spinning all those little nuggets, all those little layers, all those little details. So the next, uh, will it be on the next episode? We don't know. The good news is when it does pick up next, whether it be on the next episode or six episodes from now, <laughs> uh, it will pick up 
exactly right where what you just heard left off. So you can even piece together if you want. What are your thoughts on deep fakes? The Keanu Reeves Gump deep fake? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Hader and Tom Cruise deep fake? The new deep fake of Lion King being switched, deep faked from the old lions because they didn't like the new aesthetic so they had to deep fake it? What are your thoughts about these movies? You know, um, the, I remember seeing, you know, Forrest Gump meeting JFK. That was the first cinema deep fake. But now people are making alternative versions of movies, imagining other characters, other actors and actresses. What are your thoughts about deep fake? Have you been faked out by a deep fake lately? And um, any other thoughts about deep fakes? Man Behind the Machine and Sparato Projector Radio. <laughs> Man behind the machine. The most recent deep fake I saw was a guy with a mustache. A guy with a mustache and he was, his face was superimposed onto all of the members of Full House. It was the entire opening of Full House and this man's face was somehow on everybody. From the uh, cut it out guy to, um, <clears throat> oh God, Stamos, uh, Michelle, the kids, they, they put his face right on there. I don't know how they do it. You got to really rotoscope the heck out of that thing, you know, and blend it and making, making sure it's, it's fitting right. All right, we got five minutes until I can come in here and put my laundry in here. So... That's the most recent deep fake I've, I've seen. Now, there's, there's a phenomenal app. I got to get a big kick out of it. And I'm using it more now. It's called Face Swap. And you, so they have, you know, like gorilla faces and a couple of different, different faces on there that you, it somehow just really glues it right there onto your face in the app. So you move your mouth and it looks like there's a... An ape moving their mouth. What you can also do is search online. It enables you to search online. And it'll come up with like a little database of faces. And you just try to pick out the best one you can that closely resembles what you're looking for. Um, And how your face is positioned. Well, I recently did one on Instagram. Well, first I recorded it and then I uploaded it to Instagram of um, Eddie Vedder's face and and him talking about um, the podcast and I took a picture of Eddie Vedder <clears throat> that was actually it was like a profile view it was a photo of Eddie Vedder's face in profile view <clears throat> and I some it somehow still was able to superimpose it on my face. Now, what's really cool with this thing, and I, I still have yet to play with this more, but I could draw pictures. I could actually draw pictures. I've wanted to see my art animated for the longest time. I've done little bits here and there. 
in certain capacities. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, a painting even. I could even take a, I could even uh, import a photo of my painting. And then what you can do is it gives you the, uh, the ability to draw, actually use their, their tools on the thing. Now, you got to use your fingers, you know, on these little tiny things. But you can actually draw around your, your eyes, around your eyes, where your nose, where your mouth is going to be. So that way it has these frame of references. And it kind of superimposes your picture on your face. And then when you talk, like for instance, imagine having Mona Lisa talk. Or having the uh, scream guy from from uh, that old Norwegian painting. So those are the most... Oh yeah, so the Daddy Vetter one, oh my God, it came out. I mean, he looked like, you know, it looked like the Elephant Man. Because... The picture that I got of Eddie Vedder, it wasn't a straight-on shot of his face. I couldn't seem to find one that actually worked well along with my face. I think you need to make sure you're a good light, and it helps to not have a beard. And he... It was superimposed on my face. Somehow it took one that made him superimposed on my face. One of him looking off to, like, the left or the right a uh, uh, in profile. So it it emblazoned that onto my face. So like, so his face was spread out sideways across my face. Oh my gosh! I mean, it it really looked, it really looked wonky. Um, okay, so we're gonna get back to uh, this next part here is from the three eleven cruise. My my uh, Hunter S. Thompson, so to speak. Uh, this also I'm gonna spread out. These are the last bits of the 311 Cruise audio that I have. If you want to hear any more of the shenanigans, um, look for any episode that has 311 Cruise, or 311 in the title somehow. Uh, Also, if you search in Google, I try to really describe each of these episodes really, really well. So, um, also... Also, they got this feature on here that if you're listening on Anchor and I think some others, I think you can actually call me. You can actually leave a message for me that I can actually take and put on here. You can also call me. Just call me. uh, 561-203-9179. That is the hotline. Leave your dreams, your synchronicities. Of all the razzmatazz, all the exciting things that you come across, the connections you make in the universe, the most bizarre things, bam, put them in there. Call me up, put it on there, I'll play it on the air. So here we go. Uh, we're going to listen to... This was after uh, maybe three or four days of hanging out on 311 Cruise. I put my phone off to the side, put my wallet, everything, left it left it in the, in, in the, uh, in the room. I just went off. I just followed my heart. I just carpe diemed it, man. Where did I go? Where do we go? Let's go. Bam, bam, bam. And we just moved and grooved. I just moved and grooved like that throughout the trip. So this is one of the rare instances where I got to record some of the shenanigans. And, you know, yeah, you'll hear. You'll hear. I mean, you'll hear a whole series of conversations going on. And that's what's so cool. Because you're actually there with me. You get to zero in on which conversation you want to hear. So, 
check it out. Here we go. Here, 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 here we go. Here we go. David Lynch personally started a campaign in Hollywood to get Laura Dern an Oscar nomination for her performance in Inland Empire. He sat on the side of the road with a cow during this campaign, which was, unfortunately, unsuccessful. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. But I forget your name. Don't take right. it personally. Dude, so because so many people already know each other, and I'm yeah. the new guy, so I gotta, be a, I gotta be 20,000. So I met one of the DJs, the green guy, <laughs> so up on the roof. The green guy, me too. And, oh, you did? Yeah. He was there with this little... With the little Asian guy, his, his Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were up there. You, I bet you this would not surprise me if you were there at the exact same moment we were, you know, just knowing how this has come about. Were you out, like, near the back? No, I met them inside. Oh, you met them inside? I got you. You, he was in the casino doing it? Yeah. When we saw him, there, she, we were out on the, you know, the deck with the bag, and she was recording him doing this. We ended up talking to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the green DJ. And so we were asking about that. We're like, do you start competing with each other because you see people more dancing on that? You know, they're on blue, and you're like, oh, Jesus, how do I get him back? So now you're going, yeah. And you, all, you always know that if your safe bet is you're throwing a 311 song, you know, you're going to get him right back. It is, it is. That I heard down like on all, all three all DJs had played at some point, you know, it's like they knew. BMX on all stations too. He kept it like very different. Like everyone's gonna listen. Red DJ. Red DJ. Just a little bit. Alternative. Ninety stuff. I mean, you can't just like image just like this. I was the one playing Metallica. Did you ever feel like you betrayed a DJ because you had a jump ship? Because you're like, okay, this really isn't this really isn't my cup of tea. But I I kind of feel I'm invested in this kind of. <laughs> reality here. I think get a drink. It's not anything that you can Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right back. So. Yeah. yeah. Within the interim, with it, during the commercial break, you know, something brand new has, has emerged. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's more just people watching. Yeah. Everyone just watches each other get down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you might end up going, okay, how do I compromise with one of these? Like, which one? It's like, okay, all right, okay. Okay, what the hell? Let's uh, just see what we can do here. I was very surprised. There was like a reggae station, like yeah. that. and there was like a very slow reggae song. And I'm like, okay, let me just see if I could just get into the easy flow of this thing. And then once I did, you know, and then they flipped on to another. I'm like, oh my gosh, holy cow! I'm invested in the station right now. I got stuck on that station too. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was great. It was so fun. I loved. That everybody could share, you know, they're each living in their own reality. It's beautiful. It's a symbolic representation of just how it is, which is so crazy. So, so everybody was living their own reality, yet coexisting together, and also a reality they're coexisting and vibing. From now on into the next You guys were there like every every time that we tried to, we tried to. I saw you guys. It was just so fun, you know. Like once I went the first. You guys were lit with your costumes, too. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> that was so fucking cool. Dude. 
It was so funny. Yeah, like the real ones too. Those are like official. Yeah, we've looked on like uh, oh gosh, what's the name of the site? I want to say it's like Aviator. It's called like Aviator, and it's got all of these like army and like you know military surplus guys. Yeah, so we bought those Apollets, uh, uh, you know the little things that go inside the Yeah, we found those on there. Uh, the T-shirts. We try to get the exact same kind of shirt, same pants, similar pants, same shoes. So we want to look like, you know, like we're just this uniform thing that's going on. You guys look very official. Thank you. It was dope to see you guys. We had so much fun. I was shocked when you guys came. I was like, oh shit, these guys are fucking awesome. Thank you. I was a fan, man. I was like, I don't want to miss stuff. You know, I think when you put the when you put the focus. Uh, more on this audience <laughs> and getting to and getting to share like okay tell me more about yourself you know hey audience tell us more about yourself you know it's like now they're feeding right back into it rather than the guys who are like hey I'm the cool guy it's just it's that, that doesn't have much fuel to it you know but if you're like it's all about you just like her, her awesome name tag you I mean if you just go it's about you now it's awesome because now you're, you're actually having someone stand and look at themselves in the mirror you know it's like an amazing subliminal thing that you're doing there by putting you on, on your name tag it's just brilliant you <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, I, that is I, awesome. Saying like, hey, you. Even though we were burning in the sun. Uh, I was like, fuck, put my name on it. It was hard, right? I don't want to go get it. Was this your first cruise ever? Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, and this is like, we dreamed of playing on a cruise. Because we always joke about our show being a time travel dream cruise. We like to play with that idea. Like, okay, you're on our... So any whatever venue we're at, we always got the fog machines. So it's like the mists of, you know, you're you're riding through the night. You know, the winds of, like we we would feel the winds. You know, so we try to recreate that feeling like we're the house band on a freaking yacht, wherever we go. So it's like a time travel dream cruise. Let's take you back to the 70s and 80s. So what's so interesting was I, we'd be like, oh, wouldn't that be great if we ended up playing on cruises? In the meantime, our guitarist plays guitar. Uh, plays basketball with Nick Hexum. Oh, he was playing ball with him. He plays ball with him. And so one of the team, one of the team guys, came out to see Yachtly Crew and showed Nick. And he's like, "Dude, look, there's Tommy. Look at." And then all of a sudden, it's an, an idea was born. Where he's like, "You got to get a hold of my manager. Make sure you email him." You know. So then Tommy emailed him, and oh my God! So he knew about this whole thing about a year, uh, about a year before. Uh, and we had to keep keep it quiet. It's like ah, I want to say somebody. Yeah, we'd be quiet. And once it once it just once it evolved, it was so crazy. Like now we have a gig at Dis uh, Disneyland at California Adventure every Sunday and Monday during the wine festival. Oh, there's have a wine festival. There's this thing. Yeah, 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 dude. We we always joke about oh, dude. We always joke about all the great Will 
Farrell films, and we, we, one of them's like, we gotta play the fucking wine, the wine mix, Catalina wine mixer. So that would actually be a very awesome thing to actually do. That. Oh my god, the wine mixer. That is the Oh my god, the Catalina. Dude, you're right. It's like it's like we're sort of manifesting reality. That's your version of the. Oh my god, I love it, dude. That's brilliant. You pointed that out. What a, what, a, what an astounding revelation. That's our version of, of the Catalina wine mixer. It's just, it happens to be at Disneyland, California Adventure. Oh my god. So, like every Sunday, Monday. I don't know if they're going to sell helicopters. Wouldn't that be great? You know, buy your helicopter seats for the Otley Crew concert. You know? Just hover over the, over the concert. Oh my god. I already said we asked the uh, well, we're all living in California. Also, you all work. That went on. How much? Yeah, yeah. Um, like some of us, you know, some of us live in the Hollywood area. Some of us live in sort of the valley, what's called the valley. Yeah. And um, we just. We've been. I mean, it's. You know, it really helps when you appreciate your teammates. And I feel the sense of. You know, like we have this this pseudo family band. So I'm Stony Shores. He's Paulie Shores. Then we got Tommy Bowie, David Bowie, Baba Bowie. Baba Bowie, nice. So we got the Bowies, the Bowie brothers, and then we got Sailor Hawkins, and then we got Philly Ocean. So you give the yeah, Philly Ocean lead singer, Sailor Hawkins on drums. And so you get this idea like it's a family band, and I think subconsciously that has gone into how we, we treat each other. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this guy, I love it. He's just hanging out on the ground. Oh my God, that's awesome. That guy's just laying on the ground by the pool. I love it. You know, you know that. Yeah, I love this. During the 311 cruise, it felt like it felt like everybody follows the golden rule and is aware and considerate. And what goes along with that is the freedom to just fall asleep in the middle of the floor of the casino, which is beautiful because you know, dude, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that you're safe. You know that you know no one's gonna kick you in the balls. You're right. No one's gonna rob you or draw on your face. Dude, no, last cruise people were drawing in people's faces. Though. They were, but they're, instead of drawing, my boy was stamping people with digs. Oh my like god! Dig stamp, you just stamp no you. way. Oh so if you god. got dig stamped, then you knew he stamped you. <laughs> oh my god! There are so many little Easter eggs like that all throughout you know, this whole. A lot thing. of people do cool shit like that. That is so funny. Like the clothes, uh, uh, clothing pins. That oh yeah. Said you've been tagged. Such a brilliant idea. You're like, wait, what's this? And then you're like, okay, well, let's see if I can sneak it. On this guy's elbow when That's he's out somebody who was doing that? The clothing? Oh my god, yeah, there's a clothespin. It said, You've been tagged. Oh, and you know, because you know, like on here, it shows, you know, there are different different little yeah, mottos and stuff. Damn, I need to give you mine. Oh, dude, you know what? I promised a woman that I would give that I would give this to someone who had, a, you know, like a shining spirit. Look at this. Keep the light within. Oh, shit. Southern Cross Police. Now, check this out. There's a secret hidden message on the inside of the bracelet. Ecclesiastes 311. Oh, how the hell they did this one? Isn't that cool? That is fucking dope. 
So she told me to pass it on to someone who I saw, who I, I saw, I, I shine. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's for you. That's for you. Thanks, dude. Dude, you're welcome. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Respect, man. Dude, it's, it's, she was so happy when she was describing this to me. She's like, she's like, and that's all. Look on the inside. I'm like, wait, what? It's like a secret code in there. Yeah, mine's got that too. Dude. I got one like this and mine's glows in the dark. I got to give you mine, man. It's awesome. It glows in the dark. Oh, my God, man. Oh, this one's sick, though. Thank you so it's much. It's been man. so fun seeing the love and it goes into the race. Yeah, man. Like, on this entire And they quote a lot of songs, too. And, uh, oh, my God. Like, that's what the majority of them are, like, quotes and songs. It's, a, it's so intriguing because even if it's three or four words from a lyric, there's something about that that resonates with that person. Exactly. That then, also resonates with all the other folks because now their attention is called to that so they like go back and listen yeah oh my god it's so fun everyone's good vibes and good intentions on this trip so far just keep going and going it's fun when you come across someone who's got the same bracelet that you do oh my god you came across them too so now there's another familiarity you know now you're like okay cool I had a great report that person you had a great report that person and because of that it just keeps going Bam. around man. oh my it god like spreading oh my god it's so exciting Data mine, data mime, data wind, data slime, data time, data dime, data dime, data mind, data wind, data sky, data try, data spell, data well, data wine, data twine, data grind, data find. Data win, data swim, data love, data glove, data flow, data slow, data spire, data lime, data time, data esquire. <laughs>